Well, hey, welcome back. You are listening to Joygasm, a video game and movie podcast. I'm Ross, Xbox Live, Toaster 360. Joining us once more is Steve, Xbox Live Stevenage. And summer is right around the corner in episode 226 today, May 28th, 2021. We are going to be getting right into the nitty gritty of our topic of the day, which is going to be kind of a two for one special. A new fatifa. Indeed. <laughs> one of which is the response slash reactions slash impressions of the Sony State of Play Sony. Horizon Forbidden West gameplay that got dropped and the Far Cry 6 gameplay footage as well. There's a whole lot for us to cover, so we are very much looking forward to getting into the nitty gritty, if you know what I'm saying. Anyway, before we do actually jump in, I just want to make mention of the fact to please give us a subscription, thumbs up, or even drop a few comments if you want to on your podcast platform of choice. Always appreciate that. It helps us quite a bit. Going into it, Steve. Yes. Would you prefer to start with Far Cry 6 or with Horizon Forbidden West? Uh, let's go into, uh, I think you're chomping at the bit for Horizon, Russ. So let's go into, uh, <laughs> I'm like that little cute dog in the, the gameplay trailer too. Minus the little cart. Although one could be fashioned for me if was need be. A, was that a wiener dog, Russ? I think it was a wiener dog. Yeah. It looked like it was. And it, it, if you notice, like it was like a multi-purposed cart. Where part of it, it looked as though perhaps the dog's back had been paralyzed from like the hips down right. or something. However, if you noticed, the cart itself, I think, contained quite a few little gizmos, gadgets, supplies, little, nuggets. little things that perhaps your character could use. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, a little... Bullets, maybe a couple of grenades. Hey, would you hold this there, little guy? Yeah. <laughs> oh, who's the good boy? Yeah, no, 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 don't, don't talk away yeah, with that. Yeah. Don't talk away with that. That's. Uh, uh. Anyway, yes. Uh, uh, if you don't mind, I would love to talk about Horizon. Sure, watch it. Yeah. Horizon Forbidden West. Spearhead that one and uh, talk about it. Right? It is no secret, no secret, Steve, that Horizon Zero Dawn is one of my all-time favorite games. It has been, ever since 2017, one that I have held in high esteem. In oh, fact, yeah? if you recall... I don't. 2017 was the year that Joygasm got started. That was a good year. And at the end, when we were giving our favorite game of the year, uh, kind of like, you know, awards, so to speak, whatever, that was my favorite game of 2017 was... Horizon Zero Dawn. Horizon. It's amazing to me how four years later, here we are in 2021, and looking at where the game has gone, first of all, it's amazing to me how when the first game came out, the graphics were such a tour de force for the PlayStation 4. Yes. It definitely was a, a jewel in the PlayStation cap if you will. Yeah. And now here we are, PlayStation 5. People are curious about what is this, what, what are the capabilities of this system? What can we do now? What can we see? Exactly. What can we hear? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And so it's interesting because while the first game came out during 
probably, I would say, toward the end, I think it's safe to say, toward the end of the PS4 life cycle. The sequel now is on the opposite side with the beginning, and we haven't really seen any kind of, uh, like, true built from the ground uh, power advancement, right? Yeah. So much to talk about, Steve. So ah, well, talk. we're waiting on it, Russ. Oh yeah, that's just, so it, yeah I, you know, we know. Okay, so I took a note on this. It will take place in a post-apocalyptic version of the American West. Oh, really? That's been confirmed. Yeah, well, we were going back and forth. We're like, well, are they? Or are they not? Are they? Are they just teasing yeah. us? What are they doing? Yeah, nah. Uh, with Aloy exploring locations including the ruins of San Francisco San and Rico. the Yosemite Valley. Underwater Perfect. exploration will also be a major component of the gameplay. I didn't. I couldn't tell, Russ. Oh, wow, well, that's because you're blind. You know, the underwater of this game kind of makes you think of Sea of Thieves, you know, and how you kind of, you want Sea of Thieves to look like underwater a little bit, you know? If they took away the heavy stylization of Sea of Thieves and you actually wanted to look at something that looked a bit more kind of what you'd expect, yeah, absolutely. You know what's crazy? Okay, we're, so I'll just, I'll humor this because we're talking about it at the sure, same time. Sure, the first time that we're watching the trailer and we see her dive, you know, we do a huge <laughs> swan dive into the water. I thought that was actually like an in-game cinematic at first, but then it wasn't because she goes back up to the surface and then suddenly you realize, oh, this is real time. This is actual gameplay. That's right. Anyway, very exciting indeed. Where I want to start off first, however, okay, is the lighting because... Up until this point, you we've we've heard both camps of Microsoft and Sony talk about how their respective systems will incorporate native ray tracing, and we haven't seen any kind of games come out. Well, I mean, to be perfectly fair, like the games that have been released for the systems are kind of like these remastered or revisited older games. We haven't seen a game that gets released, with the exception of maybe Cyberpunk, but even Cyberpunk itself doesn't have all the fixings like ray tracing in the console version. It is for PC. Oh, what about Resident Evil? Resident Evil. Oh. Mm. Okay. Ooh. That is the first mm. game that has been released. Yeah. But again, that has just come out within the past month. Okay. So that, I mean, okay, to be fair, that is like the official, like, you know, next gen game that yeah. has ray tracing in it. However, there you go. What's interesting about uh, Resident Evil Village, though, is that it takes place in a mostly confined space. Right. And they took a note out of God of War's playbook mm -hmm. in the sense that you are, to a certain extent, revisiting certain areas. Like, you'll walk through an area, and then you'll kind of double back. Right. You'll go back through another area. So sure. it, it allows them to be able to put a whole lot of detail in that space, which is different than... Horizon Forbidden West because it's open world. Oh, it's huge. Ah. Like, especially if like the if it's anything like the first game, which you have not played yet. Right. This is uh, something that hopefully he oh, will play. Play it on PlayStation Five. Ah, that's good. Steve. That's good. As Continue. long as you play yeah. it. It is kind of a bummer that like you you know certain details about the setting of the sequel because it does remove some of the mystique of the first game. But having said that, well, you should still play it. I knew it was kind of man against machine, and machines are kind of dinosaur-y and stuff. I mean, I, I got pick up. Technically, it was things. woman versus machine. Sure, Russ. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> well. Technically, it's like mankind because it wasn't just 
one woman, singular. Mm. There were tribes of both men and women. Indeed. Indeed. Q man. Thank you for that. (laughs) So the lighting itself was something that I was very much looking forward to in a game of this scope. Sure. And man, if I, if I were to start off with the character of Aloy first, she's lit phenomenally. Like, like when, when you are lit, (laughs) (laughs) when, when you're looking at, her just in terms of like the rim light, it's kind of funny because we're constantly playing more of a third person perspective, right? So we're always seeing behind her, not really too much in front, but having said that it's like, she's going through these different areas that are very lush and tropical looking and everything. However, the, the lighting really makes her more realistic in terms of her movements. And it's, it's one of those things that can't be overstated um, or even, un- well, it can be understated, but it can't be overstated. Lighting itself, quality lighting plays such a crucial role in making something look more real. And right. it's amazing how, I don't know if you ever saw the demo of Minecraft, but I think it was Microsoft, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken, who showed this, this demo of what the game Minecraft looks like with real-time ray tracing. And Minecraft is Didn't such a, it, it, it's an intentionally more basic looking Blocky. world. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that's yeah. kind of part of its sure. charm, right? right? However, they show this real time ray tracing in place and you're like, whoa, that is impressive considering the fact that this is not even remotely supposed to be a, a photo real looking game. Right. So anyway, looking at Aloy, looking at how the lighting is, is properly just lighting not only like 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 there's, there's like a rim light, there's a fill light. I mean, it, there's more of an ambient light around her, which is great. I, I was very happy to see that. And then the environment was just beautiful. The environment reminded me of uh, of Assassin's Creed Black Flag in a way, which is not a bad thing. Yeah, you um, like Black Flag. I, yeah, I love Black Flag. Um, but, you know, you, it's tropical. You have the palm trees, and the palm trees are kind of bent over because they're looking for this, all the sunlight. You know, they kind of grew a little bit off. And uh, you have the white sandy beaches. You have the, you know, all the plants growing everywhere. You have, I mean, they didn't have all the biometric lighting and whatnot. I mean, they would have done it had they had it, but they didn't. So, whatever. Um, but this one's better than that. There's much more environment. I mean, you have mist coming off the water. You have, you know, little birds flying around, bugs flying around, uh, schools of fish. Uh, you know, the, the plants behave the way they should if you um, move past them. A lot of just environmental stuff to make you feel more like you're in the game, like, sure. it, like, it, should, like it should feel or it should behave. Well, and even as you see the lighting as a, as a, comes through with like the God rays of the volumetric lighting coming through like the different um, tree branches and the leaves and yeah. stuff. And then if you look at the lighting on the water, there is a lot that is gained within the environment with proper lighting like this. You know, the water, the, man, I don't know what it is about water. I have no clue about rendering any of this stuff, but man, I, they still cannot get the water from the looking at the top down. The color is perfect. You can see what's shallow, what's deep and the color is perfect. But the waves still coming in, they're just kind of like, they kind of just don't crash right or they don't behave right. I mean, they're in, they're like right on the beach, yeah. on the Pacific. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you would think that, you know, they, they would be kind of like you were at the beach. But well, it's and not. 
well, the video itself, it didn't really show like, like the, where the water crests too much on the beach. They were on the beach and I'm confident that when the game is released, like you're, you're going to see a whole lot more opportunity for that sort of thing. I mean, like there were certain brief moments where you'd see these rolling waves coming in, but yeah, well, like we didn't actually get a chance to look at it properly. I will say that waves and water are very difficult in computer animation. Like I've heard you say this traditionally, (laughs) traditionally speaking, like it is the weirdest thing, but, um, water, if you can get it to look right a certain way, it looks phenomenal in CG. However, when it comes to, the, the rolling waves in particular that come up onto a beach and, and, you know, that kind of ride up and then slip away. And, and, and some of the, the complexities as it's kind of churning, okay. if, you, if you think right. about sure. it, a lot yeah. of the turbulence and stuff, it's very difficult to get that to look the way we all know how it looks. And especially when it comes to gaming, like, like it's one thing if you're watching like a Pixar film because they have a whole lot more flexibility and range with adding more polys, having more simulations that they can run because it's all video at the end of the day versus something that's real time. And especially if it has collision detection on like, say your character, if you're wading through it or something, it gets pretty taxing on the system, Dicey. on the engine. Yeah. But having said that, though, I do think like like some of the parts that I saw, I was like, wow, it looks great. The rivers that we saw, I thought looked phenomenal. Like like you see her negotiating her way through this foliage and you see the, these um, bubbling brooks and like rapid rivers and stuff. And I mean, I, did, I will tell you this huge improvement over the water from the first game. Like, actually, it's funny that you bring up the water because <laughs> in Horizon Zero Dawn, the water was kind of one of the very, very few nitpicks I had where it, where it just didn't look yeah. as good as everything else. I mean, it looked okay, but like the graphical bar of Horizon Zero Dawn was so high that looking at something like their water was like, oh, it doesn't quite match up. Having said that, looking at Horizon Forbidden West water, huge improvement. I mean, it, it looks really, really good. good. Since we're talking about graphics anyway, I have some other notes about it. I really do think that this is a true next gen experience. What do you think? Like when you look at, at the visuals, especially if you if you look at them properly with the the 4K version of the video. The fork. Yeah. Looking through the fork, I would say yeah, it's going to be the next gen uh, experience for sure. Um I you know, hey, let me let me ask you real quick though before you get I love it when you ask me questions. Steve, ask away. In the previous game, yes. Did you have the little Batman wrist rocket grapple hook thingy or is that do you think that's new for this game uh are you talking about like when she was doing kind of the horizontal grappling hook thing like uh-huh. that's new she had a grappling hook in the first game where, where it was more like well uh, it, throw it. it was actually more of of a passive <laughs> type of technique where like there are certain um creatures that you could get onto that were super tall super and like yeah if you made to the top of them and you, instead of scaling them back down, if you just wanted to jump off, yeah. it would then execute like a, a passive animation where like you jump off and then she automatically like turns around and goes, Whoa, and she throws the hook and is able to like quickly scale down. Hmm. Um, but when it comes to this, that was actually one of the things that I was really excited about that we'll get to in a moment. Ah, all right, right. 
You just want to keep bouncing around all over the place. I'm yeah. still on graphics Come over here, Steve. Come Russ. Well, we, we get it. The graphics are fine. The graphics are great, Russ. One of the things that I wanted yeah. to bring up regarding the graphics is sure. the color palette. Oh, yeah. Now, I know because you oh. haven't played the game, the first game, yeah. at all. You have no I've seen it, basis Russ. of reference with this. Seen it. I've seen enough of it. When you, when you think of the first game, <laughs> some of the... the the main colors are like blues, maybe some um, browns, well, greens. No, well, greens, greens Grains. were used more so here and there. Like, like oh. th there's more of an overarching, like, like you do have more of like the earth tones in the first game. You definitely have your blues, depending on which type of tribe you come across, mm. they have their own respective color palette, but it was, Mm. noticeably a departure in this game in, in forbidden West, as opposed to the first game, because this game, at least from the gameplay that we have seen, there is much more of a heavy emphasis on the color green as opposed to the last time. Again, in the environment in horizon zero mm. dawn, you'd get into certain areas that yes, it did have green wild sure. grass. And like, yeah. yes, some of the, the trees had some green to them, that sort of thing. Yeah. But it wasn't as, as pronounced as in this game where, like, you are in a much more lush environment. And, in fact, a lot of the vegetation that you see on the ground is accurate to San Francisco. Like, like those little, like, uh, I don't even know what they're called, but those little plants with the flowers, those things are all over the coast. Oh, yeah. No. Oh. Uh, I forgot what those are called. But, but yes, you know what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Um, in addition to the green color, um, the yellow color is actually used quite a bit where in the first game, uh, I want to say the yellow color was used here and there as almost like notifications to, to like, like try and, well not, well, not notifications, but <laughs> visual markers, right? Where in this game, it's like you see on her clothing, for instance, like she's wearing some yellow as an accent and like even it, it within... Um, the tribe that that or the raiders that she was dealing with, there was some yellow in there. The color red is used differently in this game as opposed it's to the first game. Bad. <laughs> Anytime you see red eyes, red plants, red barrels, um, red anything, Russ, it's either gonna explode or it's evil. And Again, just to be clear, the first game <laughs> obviously embraced like the like pretty much the entire spectrum of the color palette. But I one of the things that I'm noticing is that like for instance, Aloy in Horizon Zero Dawn, mm. especially when she starts out, she wore a lot of blue, a lot kind of like blue and gray. Uh, and then you know her red her red hair acted as like kind of like a nice uh, right. contrast. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. I wonder what you would look like with long red dreadlocks. I'm gonna. Get one for Halloween. You should. I think you should yeah, dress up like gonna, Aloy. I should be Aloy. Bearded Aloy. I got to get my earpiece right here. I'm just going <laughs> to highlight it blue. I, I, if it doesn't come in, you know, if it doesn't like light up with LEDs, I'm just going to take like blue fluorescent marker and like just color around my ear. People will get it. I, th I, th I think you should do it. I'll uh, make a jerry-rigged kind of walking stick into a spear with some wires and copper and stuff all around it. Be like, what's up, Aloy? All right, from uh, PlayStation. Yeah, kids are all right. <laughs> Mothers are covering their kids' eyes. <laughs> no, yeah, Sally, don't look that way. Let's talk about the environment, Steve. I know we've been talking a little bit about that already. Yeah, I already kind of touched on it. Uh, water ripples. I know that this has been 
something that both you and I. Yeah, we like ripples. We we love realistic ripples and water. We love us some ripples. And it has also been somewhat of a challenge in the past for various game engines to be able to show off yeah. water ripples. And in this game, I feel happy about what they've done with it. Are you satisfied with the ripples? As from what I've seen so far, yes. You know, that technology has been around a while, Russ. What do you mean? The ripples kind of stuff. And a matter of fact, oh gosh, I remember playing a game. It was on PlayStation 2, actually. What was it? Uh, Baldur's Gate, I think it was. Ooh. And when you're in the prison, like there's some water and stuff like sewage and whatnot. And actually, that was they did a pretty good job there because like you would walk through it and then the water would like just totally trace around your body and then kind of ripple along like the walls and stuff. Like they've had the technology for a while. There are certain studios that, yes, like like there are a few examples where you actually have some pretty realistic looking collision detection with the character yeah. versus the water itself. Yeah. The games that I'm thinking of, though, like when you think of it graphic wise, they weren't pushing as much graphically. So I think they had a bit more wiggle room to mm. like put some TLC into that. Yeah. But again, with this generation cycle, I feel as though the hardware has matured enough where now I think they can really get away with pushing the, gra the graphics envelope as well as some of the, the interactions within the world itself. And so I'm, I, for one, am really happy to see what's going on with, with this game in particular as it applies to that. Not to mention that, that like the moment where she jumps into the water I love how, um, and I, I realize I'm kind of skipping ahead a little bit here when I say this. A little bit, yeah. But I love how the environment instantly changes from it being a place where you're running on the sand or, or the, the, the jungle or whatever to now you are literally going into this expansive underwater world. And according to Gorilla Games, they're saying that's not just a flash in the pan type of situation. Like actually you're going to be doing a substantial amount of exploration. You know, it'd be kind of cool. They'd probably do this, but um, you know when, when you see like a, like an underwater camera or like a GoPro and it's like right on the horizon <laughs> of the water. And I you see, see what you did there. Yeah, and you see like the water life below and then you look up and then you see like the land life on the kind beach. Kind of like a stuff. buoying kind of, uh, exactly. you know, up and down. You see the surface. and That would yeah. be cool if they did it. Like if she, you know, poked her head out and you could see like the, the, the seaweed kind of like dancing in the current still below. And then you could see like whatever, you know, machines or, or yeah. a tribe or something. Or if a wave comes by, like the horizon would kind of move. <laughs> I think that'd be pretty sweet. Well, and who knows, maybe maybe they actually, to a certain extent, have that within the camera control so that they if you might. wanted to, like while she's bobbing up and down, maybe like you can kind of do your thing. I have a feeling there is some intention to that. I think there's going to be a photo mode. Oh, you know there's going to be a photo mode. There's going to be a photo mode, and it's going to be the backdrop of many PlayStations. Back, oh. Like the, uh, the wallpaper, you know what I'm saying? I, I, think, I think you are correct, Steve. What did you think of the lush vegetation in Russ, the you know I love it. Why are you asking me? And you know I love it. I just you know I love it. I said that it looks like... They don't know. I told them. I told them <laughs> that it looks like Assassin's Creed Black Flag, which I love. Well, well, but, but Assassin's Creed Black Flag came out several years ago. I know. So, I mean, I, mean, I would think, I would hope... That the vegetation looks better I, than that of Black Flag. Yeah, so, so expand upon I that, Steve. I did. I told you. I, I, I want to hear more of your thoughts. If 
they had the technology they did they do now back then they would mm. have the biometric lighting and they had all like the bugs flying around mm. like the mist <laughs> come out the way I said all that up before mm. I'm glad you were listening and paying attention Rob. so I want to know your first response what was your first reaction like when you saw Horizon <laughs> first reaction was West <gasps> <laughs> and then it was oh. and then it was hmm. and then it was that ain't gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> my first reaction was oh and my first reaction, my second reaction was, huh? My third reaction was, and by the time I got to my 20th reaction, I was like, oh. <laughs> uh, okay, well, from my perspective, sure. It's something that I always look forward to whenever there's a, a new generation of, of um, hardware because I want to see what is possible with the first party games. Guerrilla Games is a first party of Sony. Therefore, they have access to all kinds of different tools and you know, they, they are ch charged with coming up with something that can act as a great tour de force example of what the PlayStation 5 is capable of. And so when, when this game was, was finally not necessarily released, but we got a glimpse into the gameplay, which was about a 14 minute yeah, game. Well, that was pretty good. 14, 15, yeah. um, that was one of the things I was looking forward to because you and I have talked about recently how excited we are about the environments mm. for the, for a while, there was this period of time where it was like the environments weren't really evolving. They, they weren't being progressively pushed at forward in terms of the detail. And then out of nowhere, all of a sudden, like and it was right around like horizon zero dawn, um, Red Dead Redemption 2, God of War for PS4. Like all of a sudden, like the environments got this huge shove in terms of like detail well, and I think that was right around the time to cut you off. That was right around the time where they finally like discovered HDR. Because up until like Red Dead, I, every game that I was playing didn't do HDR. Or at least like my TV didn't kick it on until Red Dead. Yeah. And then it did it and then everything looked fantastic. Star Wars was another one. Um and so I, yeah, I know exactly what you mean, but um, it seemed like they didn't get to HDR or at least it wasn't even pushed because at, at some point they, they did start talking about it. Hey, the HDR, like the, the draw depth or whatever they, they called it, they started pushing that language more and you saw the technology and, and yeah. So at some point I think they just hit the right keystroke or something, put an HDR. Yeah, HDR was definitely something that helped the environments. Also, photogrammetry was a huge oh, yeah, deal in terms yeah. of the technique of um, sure. taking... Have I told you how this process works? Photogrammetry? Yeah. You're lying. <laughs> liar, liar! <laughs> Your pants are on fire! <laughs> the idea is actually really, really cool. So you take any kind of camera that you have. Um, iPhone, not so much. But like you know, if you have like just a consumer-grade camera... Hmm take anything you want and take a bunch of pictures of it and within like a 360 degree radius. So that way you basically have every angle and perspective of it. Like your face. Well, like, yeah, you can use a face or like if you like for an environment, for instance, like if you have a glass or you have like a radio or yeah, there you go. You can use something like that. Um, the cool thing about it is that you can then take that into a specialty program such as uh Quixel. Uh, which now is owned by Epic Games, Ooh. which creates the Unreal Engine. Mm -hmm. And what it, what it does is it actually stitches the photos together so that all of a sudden you have like this like photoreal, crazy detailed object. 
And so like Resident Evil Village, for instance, is one of those games that has incorporated this new type of technique, which is why, like, for instance, you were playing the demo of RE Village and we were commenting on like, my goodness, how is this so detailed? It's because they're using that technique. Mm. So that's really cool when you combine that along with the next gen hardware and even like some of the, the collision detection, the secondary subtle animations. It's creating a symphony, Steve, a symphony within the environment itself that makes for a wonderful visual experience. Draw distance was also really nice. That was Mozart, by the way. I know. <clears throat> oh, I know. Okay, let us pivot from the environment over to... Let us pivot from Gorilla Games to a Gorilla story. No, I don't <laughs> even know what you're talking about. <laughs> your gorilla you? Warfare? Sure. We'll, we'll <laughs> go with on. that. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, come on, Let's Russ. talk about the machines. Now, I know, once again, it's a little oh, difficult in terms of... This man to be able I've, to comment says he hasn't played the first game. I thought we were switching to Far Cry. Oh, <laughs> I thought you might think that. Okay, let's keep talking about Rise and Roscoe. Uh, what do you got? Love it. Love it, Steve. What do you got? When it comes to the machines, I was really happy to see new types of beasties, which. Yeah. Let's be real. Raptors. We totally expected to see mm -hmm. new beasties. We didn't want to see the same ones, even though the originals are really, really cool. Yeah. There were, like, the Snap Maw actually made a little appearance in this particular gameplay trailer, so I think that we will see some of the older ones make a return. That's totally fine. I'm cool with that. I love those designs. Those are awesome. However, it was really cool to see that huge elephant. Elephant. You totally got Lord of the Rings vibes when you saw it, <laughs> no right? No one would, would believe this back home. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're called, right? In the Return of the King. font. Yeah, yeah. I I will say I, I was a bit disappointed that I am... Um, we didn't see in this gameplay trailer like the kind of movement that you saw in Return of the King where like the tusks kind of came in and were like gorging people and stuff. I was like, oh, I see that. Aloy didn't climb up on there and like undo all the straps and like walk down. There you go. Just like put a couple Sl arrows in the head of the machine. Yeah. That still only counts as one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway oh man i was uh very excited about that now going into combat mechanics oh yeah we did talk about about the uh, horizontal grappling hook i don't know if she's capable of using it from a, a verticality standpoint where like if you see something then you can shoot it upward i would think they so. did make it pretty apparent though that like as you're like jumping in the air like I don't know if there are designated spots where she can do this. It looks like there was. I was there, when she was hitting it, there was like this spot where they, like the yellow, almost looked like a okay opening or a spray paint sure. thing. It seems like that's a gadget that's used a lot in games now. Or at least it is. Uncharted uses that a lot. Um, it's, it's, yeah, Tomb Raider does it as well. I think the, the game designers are looking for a way to guide the user in such a way that I kind of wish that they would reel it back just a bit. Yeah. This is almost seems like it's the new double jump. Like a lot of games use like the double jump or like the wall jump. And now this is like the new thing where they are. Oh, I just did the Spider-Man <laughs> where they shoot out a web, you know, <laughs> it seems like it's the new kind of like gadgety double jump in a way. 
I do wish that it wasn't so pronounced. Yeah. That was, that's kind of the main thing I, I have is like, this color is like so in your face, like, like in horizon forbidden West, for instance, the color yellow is, is very much kind of the, the visual indicator that, Oh, you can climb this or, Oh, you can shoot your grappling hook at that. And I just wish it wasn't so in your face. I wish that, that it was a bit more subtle. I, I do appreciate the games that give you like a little bit of an inclination that, that makes you have to look a little bit harder for it, as opposed to like, here's a neon yellow color that is unmistakable. And, and especially in, in a, a world such as Horizon Forbidden West, like, I don't think that you would have something as prevalent as that. Now it would make sense like with different tribes and raiders and all that, like, you know, maybe they would have some sort of created apparatus and they want to be able to see where those things are. So maybe you'd have some like sloppily painted stuff on there. But again, it's not I mean, like they have an abundance of paint lying around. Yeah, it's like, like yeah, not enough paint. And then we're just going to scowl around the entire geography and just randomly paint stuff we can grapple. But again, like, <laughs> it makes sense. Like, okay, sure, you'll have, like, some sort of crude marker, right? Like, like okay, yeah, have something that, that's in place. But don't have it, like, perfectly colored yellow with no scrapes on it or whatever else. You know, there, there is that. Right. Getting back to the gameplay, though. I really like that. I think that that helps to create more of a dynamic quality to the overall gameplay, especially from the first game. Because the first game was predominantly like you were you were exploring the world and you were like like you could climb things. Like if you wanted to like climb up a ladder, you could do that. Or if you wanted to actually one of the nice things about the first game was you could pretty much traverse over different types of boulders and and yeah crevices, different plateaus, that sort of thing. Really 90 to 95% of the world was interactive. It's not like some of these other games where you have a linear path and you see a bunch of like, Oh, really pretty environment, but you can't touch it or walk on it or do anything with sure. it. This game actually you could, which was great. It was much more open world, like typical open world stuff. Absolutely. There you go. Absolutely. And the environments were destructible. Environments were destructible. Yes. What did you think of the sticky bomb that she used on the elephant? Yeah, that was pretty cool. Yeah. Now, now you're gonna have to uh, get used to using an old wrist rocket instead of a bow. She, well, okay. So she had a wrist rocket in the first yeah. game. Oh, she, cool. <laughs> Telling you, you, need to play this game, Steve. Sweet. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, no, I actually I can't wait. I I have to get my PlayStation Five. I'm being patient. I'm practicing. Patience, sure. Because, Whether you, I mean, want you can't to or not, find them anywhere anyway. So <laughs> I'm not going to create stress and drama for myself. I will say not though, because you have a 4K TV, that you could enjoy Horizon Zero Dawn on the PS4 that you have. Like you're, it's uh, it's no visual slouch at all. Like I, I played it; it's gorgeous. Yeah, my PlayStation doesn't do 4K. The regular PlayStation. Oh, doesn't you're right. Oh, yeah. That's My mistake. True. Yeah, that's very yeah, true. Just need a PS4 Pro. Maybe they're right. Uh, do it better. Uh, not PlayStation. Yeah, that's right. I, right, 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 I have to right, find right. something else. Mm. Anyway, very much looking forward to Horizon Forbidden West. Yeah. Um, I'm even more excited now. The one thing that they didn't say though was a release date. Initially, they were talking about, you know, oh, it's going to be released in 2021. Fine. But it's bizarre to me that they would have such an in-depth gameplay, which I think was like 14 mm. to 15 minutes long, but there wasn't any kind of date. Honestly, 
if I had to guess, they are probably waiting until like the whole E3 time frame to be able to drop that as like a, a nugget of news. Let me see here, Russ. Uh, see if I can. I'd be surprised if you find uh, an actual date, a drop dead date. Mm. Hold on a second here, Horizon Zero Dawn, oh, Forbidden West. But <laughs> Zero Dawn. <laughs> hey, wait! This says 2017. Yeah. <laughs> it's already out. It's already out. You heard it here first. Okay, no, it says uh, release date 2021. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah, right. I don't know what that's going to be there. But Christmas time, maybe. Honestly, I think you're right. I think it's probably going to come out in like November. That's going to be like like the holiday game. I really do hope that it doesn't get delayed. That's the one thing is like, like for instance, God of War Ragnarok. Yeah. Remember how they, they had that little teaser last year and they say mm-hmm. 2021. I'm, and if you recall, I even said at the time, I'm like, there's no way that game's going to be coming out in 2021. And I said, the only way that would work is if because they've, they've created this game engine for the PS4 from the ground up, maybe they, they don't have to do as much legwork on it. But I'm still going to be really shocked if that game makes it out for 2021. I don't think that game is coming out until either 2022 or even 2023. It's going to really depend on yeah. like, what are they planning to do for that particular title? Well, Oh, go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say, I was going to say E3 or the virtual E3 is like what? July. Yeah. I want to say yes, but I mean, probably Sony's not going to do E3. They're going to do their own thing separate than E3 right around E3's time. I'm guessing probably, you know, actually is E3 in like late June. I don't know. It's either late June or in July. I've always remember it being hot around the time out here when (laughs) E3 is, that's like makes me think July. (laughs) Speaking of hot. Yeah. Let's hear your thoughts on far cry six, Steve. Looks like they're getting back to where they should have, Russ. Yeah, I'm saying, yeah, you know, the last Far Cry, I mean, I didn't play it, but I just I just couldn't get into it, you know? It wasn't, it wasn't my bag baby. Mm-hmm. This one, though, good story. You got, you're back on the island. Looks like graphics are very impressive. Sound is very impressive. Yeah. Um, man, I cannot... Wait, how many Far Cries have you played total? I've played three and four. Okay, of course I just did this like as in one and two, but I met, I met, I, <laughs> I did play two Far Cries, but number three and number four. It's the end of the week, yeah. Steve. I understand. Terrible. Yeah. Brain's yeah. just kind of done. I played three Far Cries. <laughs> <laughs> Math is his specialty. Oh man, no, I played three, four. No, yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> only one. <laughs> Where are we going with this? I don't have no idea. I'll take the Far Cry 1 and have it drive 50 miles an hour for two hours. I will say it's more than what I've played. I have not played a single Far Cry game. That game series has always just kind of not been on my radar, despite the fact that actually I have a number of friends who have said exactly what you said. Uh, they, they they were really surprised that I have not played it because they think that I would really enjoy it. Why? So what is the reason? Mainly it's be- <laughs> mainly it's because it sounds- next question. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> no, I was gonna say um, the the box art has never 
caught my, oh, okay. and, and, yeah. and grabbed my attention. Grabbed you by the ghoulies. It's, it's never uh, really made me want to explore it. Which is funny because when I see okay. the game reviews, like on IGN, for instance, uh, more often than not, I mean, they're pretty complimentary. Like they they talk about how there's a mm-hmm. lot to like about it. And then even people like yourself have said that you have really enjoyed individuals such as myself. Indeed. But at the same time, too, as I think about Steve, oh, I just had a little burp. Thank burp. you for that. Did you hear that? Did uh, you hear that in your, yeah, in your headphones? You want some of my water? Ooh. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> let me think about it for a second. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Oh, I have so much more clarity of vision now. <laughs> mm, garlic. <laughs> and Tostitos. Uh, not not uh, sponsored by Tostitos. The, the sheer amount of games that have come out. Like, for instance, you have played a certain series of games that I just have never really yeah. gotten into or played, which is interesting because now, just recently, I have started to get into some of the games that you've been enjoying for decades. So, like, you know, Resident Evil Village, uh, Resident Evil 2 remake. Yeah. Yeah. Even Final Fantasy 7 remake. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm starting to see Devil May Cry, another one. That's true. Um, so I've been starting to understand why you love these games so much. And I think that this is going to be my first foray into the Far Cry series because everything I saw, I was loving. I was like, yes, give me more of that. Well, Russ, I have, I, I think I sold my copy of Far Cry 3. Far Cry 3 was awesome. Yeah. With an H. Where did it take place? Uh, this was like in some tropical island. Like you were random dude partying with your bros and your girls and you do some like jump out of a plane parachute kind of thing and then the wind catches you and you fall in the wrong spot and there's like the civil war going on between tribes and game is absolutely... F- I mean, if they did like a next-gen boost on Far Cry 3... Even Far Cry 4, but Far Cry 3, it would be ridiculous. Ridiculous, in fact. Mm. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Well, so let's let's hear your thoughts on Far Cry 6. What do you think of the graphics? The graphics are spot on. We we saw some of the ray tracing going on. Yep. Uh, you know, a lot of detail, like you know, with with uh, if you're in the mud or mm-hmm. it's in the rain or just if you're in town. Um, I mean, the, the textures and the, the, the models they used for a, like everything was, looked absolutely fantastic. Um, the guns looked real like the, or, or, or the, the equipment that you get looked real. Um, it had some wear and tear on it. It wasn't just, you know, pristine, yeah. but it looked like it would have been, you know, thrown about a little bit, uh, which is kind of that, that, that is kind of part of Far Cry. Like you don't have state of the art, anything. Sure. Um, like you're getting weapons. It's kind of a survivor-esque type of environment. It's a survivor. Yeah. But also a lot of the weapons have been traded down like yeah. always, like, like the weapons you get have been used in like different wars from the for the past. You're not getting anything high tech whatsoever, which is its own little charm. Yeah. In a way. I absolutely. mean, it's actually really cool. Um, and in this one, you know, you're, you're customizing certain weapons, uh, and that is awesome too. Like there was a lot to like, there was a lot to like uh, versus, across the weapons for sure. Yeah. I mean, this one had its own humor and its own charm. I mean, it was, I think this is going to, this is going to knock everybody's head off. Yeah. I not, no pun intended though. <laughs> This is going to take a knife and absolutely slash and I mean, no. Yeah. yeah. It's like, my goodness. <laughs> yeah. He, he's so descriptive with his, <laughs> yeah. like, with huh. his description. I don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing, but I'll roll with it. 
But I totally agree. I think that in terms of what I have seen so far with the weaponry in this, I think it works for the the place, which I can't remember. Is, is it on Cuba? Is that where they are? Well, or I is think, it Central I mean, America or they, South America? They say it's on like the Yarrow, I think. But um, it, it looks it definitely looks like Cuba. Within the Caribbean, maybe? In the Caribbean, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I really enjoyed how there was kind of this MacGyver quality to the various weapons where it wasn't like, oh, here's this futuristic sci-fi weapon or whatever that was built in a lab. It was much more like, okay, what kind of items do you have around? Like, I think he mentioned sardine cans, random batteries, a lawnmower engine that was used on a Gatling gun. That was really, really fun. Some of the the weapons that she wore um, on her backpack, I thought were extremely gratifying. There's this one that acts as almost like kind of a mortar, like a like a, a, a multiple mortar setup, where she launches all of these rockets and they, they hit some kind of target out there with like some uh, pretty <laughs> generous splash damage. Which you know it's kind of cool because they could have animated that differently, where she just kind of knelt down and, and like just crouched together and shot off all these things but if you think about it all these rockets launching off i mean that's a lot of weight that's just shooting off and you can see her her stance like almost going you know uh, i really like that too <laughs> and therefore like they there's a big area that they hit sure. but it's not on like one single target so it's a bunch of just <laughs> kind of around about in the area i thought that was really cool how they did it that way i i totally agree i appreciated how it, it speaks to the idea that this is kind of a DIY rocket pack, right? Yeah. <laughs> Again, it's not like something that like, you're, oh yes, the U.S. military yeah. has spent $5.2 billion on this backpack. No, it's like shipped from Uncle Sam. The tubes, the the straps, the, the, the launching mechanism, everything. I mean, you can totally see how that thing probably is like, not weighted correctly, so it's 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 making her all off kilter, yeah. and and probably hurt her back afterward. Ah. Yeah, like and and also to the the spontaneous aspect of it as well, where where you see I don't know, some sort of threat coming towards you that requires that kind of payload, and how it's not like she is some sort of trained uh, person in the military. How like it's very like off the cuff, right? You're just like, oh, I need to launch this now, and you do it, and. and to me, it's more believable. I feel more immersed in that world and more invested in the character because like if, if I had that, for instance, I would totally be doing the same thing. Like, you know, you're trying to like do what you can to make it work. Right. You know, one thing I noticed, uh, that looked different than other far cries was the fire. Mm. Uh, like in the flamethrower or if you catch something on fire and they might still do it the same way. There might just be different fire effects in the game, but um, and like Far Cry 3 and 4, if you threw a Molotov or you had a flamethrower or whatnot, and it would catch like the grass on fire. In many games, like when the fire the, uh, catches, it, it goes up, right? Like the flames go basically like this, this vertical, this verticality. But in the Far Cry series, you're on an island and the wind is blowing. And so the, the fire doesn't go up, it goes to the like the correct the direction or, or yeah, wherever what direction the wind is blowing. And so it blows like this way and it looks really good. Yeah. Like, it, 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 I mean, it's different, but it also looks like it would behave that way. Uh, like the physics are correct. Yeah. And so, and the, anyhow, I did not notice that in this one. I'm not saying it's not there. Um, I mean, no, that they're in more of an, an um, a, a built city of sorts. They're not in 
you know, a tribe with, you know, huts and, you know, whatnot. Well, but. and there is a variety of locales. I mean, right. sometimes you're in the bush. Other times you're in, exactly. like, the capital or whatever. Right. So, uh, and I got really excited about that, too, seeing just, a, I'm always a big fan of your your environmental variety. Yeah. One of the weapons that just I loved was the whole CD thing. Yeah, like, I love fun. that. Partially because, <laughs> like... CDs were such a thing for us growing up for the longest time. And now CDs are becoming more passe because the digital download has right. taken over, but just seeing the CDR on the disc <laughs> and how she was using that as a, we a projectile weapon that even like you could tell like part of the gun itself, the gun was like, I think it was like a disc man or something like it was actually like it was, it was like slowly like spinning the discs to get ready to be fired. And so it was playing a song the Macarena. And, I, and it was yeah. playing the Macarena, which again, the Macarena was like a big deal during like the heyday of like the CD. So a lot of clever thought was placed into weapons such as that. Right. Um, and I, 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 for one, really, I get a kick out of that. I yeah. love the creativity and, and thoughtfulness in that. Yeah, same here. I mean, you can only pick up like the same, you know, AK-47 in right. Call of Duty and in, you know, whatever other, you know, first person shooter games. Oh, you get an AK-47. Wow. Random. Uh, like <laughs> the other 10 games I played. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I, I, I think it's absolutely fantastic. Very, very cool. Um, and apparently we did hear that October 7th is when that game is supposed to be available for the Xbox Series yes. X. We couldn't find a date for the, the PlayStation 5. So therefore, I mean, we have no idea if it's like a timed exclusive for right. Xbox or if it's a simultaneous drop. So right. we'll just have to continue looking around for that. But it is available for both systems. And I, for one, am looking forward to it. I'm excited to, to yeah. jump into the world of Far Cry for the first time. Mm -hmm. And you should, uh, you should play the fourth one, Russ. I mean, I, I just say the fourth one because I don't own the third one anymore. I sold it. So you should play the fourth one. I feel like you brought the fourth one over here. It's probably here somewhere. No, I think I took it home once. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you were playing. I was like, I'm just going to take this one back. Ah, I understand. I understand. That wraps up this episode of Joygasm. Thanks for hanging out with us. If you enjoyed this episode, we invite you to check out patreon.com slash joygasm. You'll gain exclusive perks and early access to the show, not to mention it helps us financially doing what we love to do. Also, you can find us on social media and YouTube. Just do a search for Joygasm TV. In fact, if you're on YouTube, we invite you to tickle that subscribe button, maybe even poke that notification bell, so that way you will not miss a single episode that gets dropped on a weekly basis. Last but not least, do a search for us on Twitch at Joygasm TV to see us stream our gaming adventures live every Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Central Time. In fact, if you've been watching us recently, you will see me running around like a scaredy cat in RE Village. In fact, I'm getting close to beating that game. I can't wait to uh, see what happens at the very end. And leave us a comment. Let's, let us know what uh, what game you liked. Did you like, Absolutely! Did you like Horizon Zero Dawn a little bit better? Or did you, or Zero Dawn, did you like that back in 2017? <laughs> or did you, uh, did you like the Forbidden West footage you saw? Did you like Far Cry? You think we suck at playing games? Let us know. Absolutely. <laughs> we love comments. <laughs> we'll see you next week.